ho, ho. Merry wokeness, everybody. It's Neil and Zach, and Zach is face palming right now after that. God damn it. Oh. <laughs> Welcome. He goes, he goes, I know what I'm going to do today, and it's not going to be an all right, all right, all right. I'm like, right, we'll see what this is. And it comes in and Santa he's like, woke daddy. slay. <laughs> slay. Uh, it's all good, baby. I'll be your reindeer. Uh, we're riding in on a big old woke sleigh today, guys. Welcome, welcome, welcome. <laughs> oh, brother. Actually, if, if I think about it, I am one of your reindeers, dude. I'm Judolf. <laughs> <laughs> And right now, you're not a red nose. You're a red face, homie. I'm red face, man. I'm so... Uh, the, the second I laugh, I turn into a strawberry. And I just... I got a little red going on right now, too, actually. I was going to say, I just get more tan. It's actually great because you have this green hat on, too. So you look like a Christmas tree. Ho, ho, ho. Ho, ho, ho. Ho, ho, ho. Happy holidays, y'all. <laughs> From the most diverse group of people saying Merry Wokeness ever because I'm Buddhist. Zach's Jewish. So, <laughs> <Love> guys, <laughs> uh, we're bringing the whole religious squad. We were just talking about Norse mythology, too. Oh, we were. Yeah, see, this. Welcome to our lives. <laughs> if you don't know us by now, this is what it's like to hang out with Neil and Zach. <laughs> uh, well, today is a crazy day. I probably had a 20 second yawn before we started recording this episode. And we haven't, I haven't done that since spring in our unreleased woke wasted podcast episodes when the energy was just crazy and guys today is a crazy day it's 12 21 20 20 the great conjunction and what we are doing today we're talking about it a little bit but it's the end of the year so we're talking about reflections and we're getting in all sorts of goodness. Um, and I'll share with you guys a little bit too, is today's also a very big day for me personally, because I am free. <laughs> That's what nice. am I free of, Zach? Free of your Saturn return, you lucky son of a bitch. Oh, baby. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <am>. baby. You <laughs> got what I need. Post-Saturn return, baby. It is my post. Saturn return, and today is the day of the Saturn-Jupiter conjunction. So you guys are in the spiritual world. The spiritual world is going crazy today. What people are saying of what today is, it's the shift from 3D into 5D consciousness. It's the the age of Aquarius. The times, that's not it. The age of Aquarius. It's the shift in global consciousness all these big old phrases and terms that I still kind of just smirk at in my head a little bit too. So (laughs) well, this, these three days actually have personal meaning for us too, right? Because you're, like you said, your Saturn return ended last night. We have Saturn Jupiter conjunction today, age of Aquarius. And then tomorrow my Saturn return starts. Oh, it starts tomorrow. It starts tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, I was thinking just your birthday. Oh yeah. Of course it starts tomorrow. Yeah. Dang. We are so we have a woke sandwich going on. We are. That's crazy. Of course, that's the way this works. Yeah. Yep. 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 Of course, mine starts fucking two days after yours. The tandem bicycle that we ride of spirit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're such freaking. Oh, that's great. Uh, I, hate, I hate the name of this thing, but have you heard of? Uh, it's called like a Chinese fire drill. When you like stop your car at a red light 
and everybody and gets out of the, the car front. and switches seats. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like that. Like we, like you were driving, we stop at the red light, we get out and then we switch. And then like, I'm in the driver's seat and you're in the passenger seat and you get to chill. We did that as double day conditioning in high school football. And we'd all line up in a single file line. And so there's mm-hmm. like 50 of us. And so the person at the back has to sprint to the front and you keep running until you make it through the whole team. We used to do we used to do reverse of those. So the guy in the front of the line would run around the track to get to the back of the line. Uh, that's the wrestling version. It's even worse. Yeah, it's the it's the wrestling version. Yeah, where we don't get like breaks every fifteen seconds. Yeah, yeah, that's the worst. <laughs> yeah, different. Yeah, you guys football. had pads okay. though. Like you guys had those heavy pads, and like I would hear from all my my football friends who would come to the wrestling team. Like every time you guys would pad up and put your helmets on the first day everyone would have like headaches or like the first week everyone would have migraines because you're not used to running around with like five pounds on your noggin. It's the weight that we carry. And I think that Neil transitions right here. Oh my God. You're so good this man. whole I'm so proud of you. year is <laughs> and what this moment is right now. So let's talk about this Neil transition and this life transition and this global transition, the shift from 3d into 5d. And I think it really aligns with what I'll share with my own Saturn return shift experience too. But what does that mean for you, Zach? Or what do you think it means for people? You know, I've never been a big fan of like the whole 3D, 5D, 4D <laughs> yeah. bridge thing, right? Right. I just think there's, there's like infinite layers of vibration. So I'm like, why are we going to number them? Like, this doesn't make any sense to me. Right. Um, I like to use them sometimes for a frame of reference, but not so much. So Melchizedek, the group that I channeled and the group that has channeled like eight books in in the last 10 years or so, they refer to everything as just octaves of vibration or strata of vibration. And that we are collectively moving into what's called the upper room or what they call the upper room, which is essentially the octave of vibration right above the one that we exist at. And from reading their description of it and having read a bunch of other channeled literature, because you know me, like as soon as I get excited about something i just dig into it super hard and every i just put the blinders on and just read about it forever you're like that dog that has like something buried just like oh bone dude right into it (laughs) i'm like toucan sam like i follow my nose wherever it goes (laughs) it's like my spiritual nose (laughs) that's awesome so if you read the law of one um they talk about the group raw the group consciousness raw talks about First, second, third, fourth dimension, all that kind of stuff. And so in fourth dimension, the way that they describe it is like the level of vibration where you essentially claim the kingdom is how Melchizedek would describe it, where you see the divine that is manifest in everything, in all form and all formless. And so it is not so much that our, our whole lives change, like, you know, people are still mothers, people are still... Uh, construction workers, lawyers, doctors, all these different types of things. But at the most fundamental vibrational level, there is both a conscious understanding and a somatic or bodily understanding that the divine exists in all things, no matter how small or how large and cannot be separate from that. And when you get to that level reality changes a little bit. Like we operate in an octave right now that is based on collective agreement to what we've been told, right? Um, You can't heal somebody's illness by loving them. 
you can't be in two places at once. You can't meditate and see things like the, you know, all these kinds of these limitations that we have. And in the upper room, your divine self, your true self becomes realized as and through you and knows who he or she is and does not adhere to structures based on fear or anything that's out of alignment to truth. So whatever is in your life, whatever is in our society that is out of alignment to truth has to be re-known or re-articulated at the higher octave or at the higher level, right? And that's what you see going on in our society right now. All the turbulence, all of the, the separation that we see out pictured in front of us is a byproduct of the rearticulation. And you can think of it the way I think of it is almost like a chemical reaction. Whenever there's a chemical reaction or you have an engine that is producing energy, there's always some energy lost as heat, at least in the, the octave that we exist in now. So some of the energy gets lost as heat. And the way that I see it is all of the turmoil, all of the quote unquote separation, all of the fear, all of the violence that we see out pictured in front of us is heat being lost in the reaction as we move into the higher octaves. That's really interesting. And I think it's a beautiful articulation. You can look at it in so many different ways, right? If you look at healing, at a physical mm-hmm. level, a lot of times heat releases. If you go into deep meditative state, mm-hmm. a lot of times heat releases. That's that emotional energy of everything releasing and clearing from the body. Yeah. And what's been happening through all of this, through this past year, as we move through this whole phase, it's been that emotional weight of the collective, of communities, of people all of it coming to surface expressing in order to be released. And I think that's where we are in this phase of everything right now. It's shifting. I mean, there's still a lot that's going to happen and a lot to happen, but it's shifting consciousness in that underlying energy and intention, like you had said, shifting into the higher level frequency, into oneness, into ultimately into love. And the part that always sticks out when I think about this is the spiritual community says a lot about, you know, breaking the old structures, breaking, you know, there's a shift in currency, there's a shift in, you know, everything as we raise this level of consciousness. And for me, I never, very people going and pulling money out of banks and investing in like Bitcoin, blah, 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 blah. I never saw it as that. And it, that doesn't align to me. It, it's not resonant at all. No, that's more of a fear-based reaction. Yeah. Right? And which is an adherence to the, to the older, to the lower vibration. Yeah, exactly. But what you said, it's about what's underlying that. So these structures still stay in place, but through a different level of expression, through this higher frequency, which is through love, right? We're shifting from capitalistic. We're shifting from greed from fear into abundance and love and oneness yes. and coming together. That's the shift in the structure and the structures, everything is going to play off of that. And that's what's happening within mm-hmm. ourselves. Everything is being renowned, like the economy, like what you're talking about. It's not, it, it's, it's currently an economy based on lack, based on scarcity. If you take an econ 101 class, they say the first thing they teach you is there are limited resources there will be haves, there will be have-nots. And that is 
the foundation upon which our economy is built. Right. In the higher octave, in the upper room, there is no scarcity. Like source is, well, the source of all of your abundance and there's infinite abundance. There's pure state of having. Exactly. There's an infinite amount of energy that exists in the unmanifest that can be drawn upon. Um, yeah. And like you were saying, all the things that are coming to the surface, all the heat that's coming to the surface, nothing can be rearticulated or renown until it's seen and confronted. And the guides talk about, Melchizedek talks about the shadow and they say, we don't, I don't know. They didn't say we don't love, but they said, you know, essentially we don't coddle the shadow. Like we don't, you know, hold its hand from it. You don't, yeah, you don't hide from it. You don't, but you also don't like hold its hand and go like, Oh, like you're perfect. Just the way you are. What the, what we do is we re know the shadow in the light that it can only be. Um, and it's like turning the light on in a room that hasn't had the light turned on in a long time. And you see things like skitter up the wall and it's about re knowing all the things in that room as of the light. So what does that mean practically for people if they are trying to re-know their shadows? This comes through in the claim, God is, God is, God is. God is everywhere. It's in the person that you never want to see again. It's in the wars overseas. It's in, it's in human trafficking. It's in embezzlement. It's in the trash island in the middle of the ocean. It's in your child's eyes. It's in the Christmas tree. It's everywhere. Everything that you look at. And if you go around looking at these things and saying, oh, how horrible, you know, these things shouldn't exist the way that they are. These terrible people, these abhorrent actions, you place those things in the shadows And by placing them in the shadow, you go into agreement with the lower vibration. You go into agreement with the shadow and you call yourself to that level of vibration as well. In the upper room, you see that God exists in everything. So you don't, you don't condone the trafficking and the war and the greed, but you see the God that exists within it. And you know that aspect of the divine that exists within it. And you call that to the surface. And as you know, that aspect of the divine within it, the aspect of the divine that exists within it seeks to be expressed as and through that thing and will begin to subsume or consume or assume that structure and will do its own work. When you were speaking, (laughs) Melchizedek there, I was just thinking, it would not leave my mind, actually. I can't even speak anymore. But the phrase, how do you serve in truth? Right? How do these things serve in truth? And I think for you guys to ask yourself this question of, you know, whatever you're thinking of, whatever experiences have come up this year, whatever shadows, darknesses have been exposed and expressed within yourself, how does that serve you in truth? And I think that's a powerful question for you to see and to be able to then allow yourself to shift and reclaim that in a different light and a different energy and allow it to become the divine within you. Yes, I can feel so much energy coming through as you talk about that. 
and I'd like to give the claims that they give as well. Um, they really want me to. So uh, Melchizedek gives an attunement or a set of attunements. Each one of these claims is an attunement in and of itself, but when all of them are stated together, they strike a chord of resonance that claims the divine self as and through you. So I'll say them now. If you wish, you can say them out loud. Um, this this activates what's known as the Christ or the Christ consciousness in your field. It's the divine as you, right? The claims are, I know who I am in truth. I know what I am in truth. I know how I serve in truth. I am free. I am free. I am free. And now, if you would like to enter the upper room, you may say these words. I am in the upper room. Feel the vibration around you lift as you are reclaimed and renowned in this octave. And the divine as you who has come would like to say these words. I have come. I have come. I have come. It is the claim of the divine and manifest that renows all things by the action of its being. The claim I know who I am is your identity at the level of soul, the level of the true self, the one who knows who he or she is beyond fear in truth. I know what I am is the divine in manifestation. You can feel this in your body as you claim it. I know how I serve is the way that you serve in your beingness as the true self. This doesn't mean that you become Mother Teresa, but the very vibration that you hold in your field is the action of the divine. I am free. I am free. I am free claims you as sovereign, as separate from the structures of fear, so that you may re-know all things anew in the upper room. That's what they wanted to bring through. Oh, I felt the energy off of that. My eyes Dude, immediately closed. Crazy. <laughs> yep. My whole body was just like, oh, oof, oof, magoof, oof, magoof. Yeah. God, I'm, I'm really glad they did that. Of course, I'm glad they did that. I love everything they do. <laughs> I know, they're so good. But um, They're like the Beatles of the spiritual world to me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they have as many platinum record slash books so (laughs) everything's a banger oh yeah they lit brah yeah it's it's it's, i think those posing those besides saying them but posing those questions to yourself can be really powerful to be able to really look at and release the dark the old, the wounds, which has been what this whole year has been about, right? To bring those up to surface, to heal those, to address those, to get to where we are now on this great conjunction so that we can consciously raise our vibration. And so as we do that, right, we, it requires letting go, bringing these things to the upper room, bringing yourself to the upper room, allowing yourself to raise in vibration, 
but what happens after that. And I think this is what a lot of, this is what a lot of, this is a lot of what I'm seeing on social media and posts. It's how to navigate today and what that means to you. And it's fully as you bring yourself to the upper room, bring these darknesses, these awarenesses, these things of old to the upper room, we let them go. And the letting go is the most important part here. But the thing we don't see, and this is something Zach and I have been talking a lot about the last few weeks, is how we still carry and hold the old within the present. The things that we believe now, that we think now, that we want, that we desire, that we have goals for, they're a product of the past. We carry the present. We carry the past in the present. So from there, we let go. We let go. We let go and allow our present to become the full, full, full present. Zach's got his eyes closed. He's all in the vibes right now. What's flowing through you, brother? They want to talk so bad right now. Oh, yeah. I'm just <laughs> going to keep talk. drawing this out just to mess with Zach. So there's that fight of them wanting to like unleash everything. So it's like no, when you ahead. see a python eating a snake and you can like see the snake moving down its body. It's like, I feel like I have all that in my throat. They're just like, let us talk. <laughs> I told you you're going to be channeling and bringing stuff out today, bro. Yeah. Told I you. have some choice of when that would happen. <laughs> all right, let's all right, do it. Let's see. We would like to speak now, if we may. <laughs> Thank you, Neil, for holding space for us and for making Zach squirm. We always love to watch his discomfort. In love, of course, in love, in the upper room. Oh, I enjoy it too. It's okay. <laughs> there are things we must say, claims we must make for you to hold you in the upper room. We must say that we cannot skip over the frequency of word or the action of the creator, the action of the divine made manifest as flesh. We would ask you first to say these words with us. I am word through my body. Word, I am word. I am word through my vibration. Word, I am word. I am word through my knowing of myself as word. Allow yourself to be subsumed in the frequency and the action of the creator. To be known anew and rearticulated as this frequency becomes primary in your field. As you are now activated as word, you may restate these claims that were previously spoken. To reap their full benefits in your field. I know who I am in truth. I know what I am in truth. I know how I serve in truth. I am free. I am free. I am free. Know yourself now as you speak these words. I am in the upper room. You may begin to feel a cold vibration release from your skin. This is the release of the old. Allow it to be subsumed and renown in this vibration. In the high room, in the upper strata. 
the divine self as you wishes to make this claim. I have come. I have come. I have come. You can see this claim as a thunderbolt that strikes the body and radiates out from you. This claim re-knows all things as the divine, all things that you see and all the things that you could never see. All the things that you could ever possibly imagine are known anew in this one present moment. And we must speak to the present moment now as Neil has spoken to. You must not reclaim the past into your future. As you know the things of your past and as you speak to them, you go into alignment with them. You claim them in the moment that you stand in. And we would say that the moment that you stand in is the only moment there has ever been. You dream of a tomorrow. You fantasize about a past. But those are just ideas. The very moment you stand in is the eternal present moment. It has always been this, and it will always be this in truth. And as we say in truth, a lie cannot be held. As you say to yourself, I am the one who always does this. I am the one who always dates jerks. I am the one who never makes the money that I need to make ends meet. You claim these things into the future. And therefore, you re-solidify the old. You keep those structures alive by your agreement to their being. In the upper room, there is only the knowing of the present moment. The moment that you stand in, and as you do this, it requires some things of you. It requires you to take the leap to go beyond the known. Some of you ask us to tell you what it will be like, but we cannot because you have not experienced anything like it before. And if we told you, you would make assumptions. And in assumption is conjecture, and in conjecture is a door that opens its way for fear to manifest itself through. When you think about the future, you may worry about the future. When you think about the past, you may dwell on the past and fear may creep its way into your field. One of the requirements of the upper room is that you remain in the present moment. Allow your higher self, allow your divine self, your true self to know this present moment because it knows no other. And in this present moment exists all things. Your divine self knows all things and will give you that information as it is required in the moment you stand in. The second requirement of remaining in the upper room is compassion. Compassion for the self and through the self, compassion for others. You are all of the one same creator. You are all of source. You are all of God. You are all one organism breathing the same air, breathing in the divine creation. As you have compassion for yourself and your own growth, you have compassion for the growth of all others. As you judge yourself for the way that you think, for the way that you act, you agree to the lower strata and you leave the upper room and you may do so. You may leave the attic of the upper room and go down into the basement whenever you wish. But we would say that the lessons there are old and stagnant and they don't smell very nice. 
and you might prefer to come to the attic with us where we light incense and we spend time together in our drum circle and we sing and we know things anew in light in God and the divine. So as you have compassion for the way that you be, for the way that you exist in the world, you must know that there can only be compassion for others because if you are learning, they must be learning as well. And we must tell you that it is not the small self that makes these claims, I know who I am, I know what I am, I know how I serve. The I that speaks is the true self, is the divine self that seeks to know itself as and through you, as it could only be. And he knows who he is, she knows who he is beyond beyond any agreements that you have made to exist in the lower strata. When you say, I know who I am, it is the divine self speaking its claim of truth, its claim of identity. I know what I am, subsumed as the divine, as word in form. I know how I serve the claim of service to the higher accord in the world you stand in, your very vibration, your very sight, your very knowing at this level of agreement claims the world anew and rearticulates all things, all shadows. And we say that shadows themselves are of the light. They simply do not know themselves as of the light. So as you have made these claims, things will begin to rise up in your field, will rise up in your consciousness. You may be thinking to yourself, I have gone backwards. I have backslid. These things that I have not thought about for years, these shadows, darknesses that have not affected my day-to-day life, they were gone and now they're back. What have I done? What have you done, Melchizedek? (laughs) We have simply unmasked you. We have simply shown you the truth of what you are. And if you think that these rotting bodies in the basement have not stunk up the house of your life, then you would be lying to yourself. You've been walking around with (laughs) with with a nose clip on. Uh, Zach does not know the word for this. You've been walking around with a clip on your nose, thinking that that is the way that you are supposed to manifest yourself. Well, I can't smell the bodies in the basement. Well, it's because you have your nose plugged. And we would tell you that once you clean up the basement, once you know those shadows anew in the upper room, you may unpin your nose and you will begin to see that in that you can walk around and smell the flowers as well. You can smell the head of your newborn child. You can smell the pie on the windowsill, your favorite beer, your favorite other things to partake of, whatever it is, your experience expands as you do this. And we would allow you now to claim these shadows anew in the upper room. And as you see these things, you may heal your history in this claim. I am lifting blank my interpretation of it and all who were involved to the upper room to be renowned. And as you do this, you lift this history to the upper room to be reclaimed and subsumed as the divine. You may do this multiple times as you may make the claims of truth multiple times throughout the day. Certainly you will leave the attic of the upper room to go back to the basement to go back to the muck and the mire, which we say God exists in as well. 
and you may enter the upper room whenever you choose. This is a process of acclimation to the higher. And we would let you know that this vibration is active in your field already. And it will continue to vibrate until you learn to acclimate to it. We do not skip steps. We do not spiritually bypass. We ask that you know yourselves anew. That you allow yourselves to be rearticulated and known anew at this higher octave. And we thank you for your presence in these teachings. We thank you for your attention. And we thank you for the work that you do. We hold you in light. We hold you in love. And we sing your song until you learn the words. We know who you are in truth. We know what you are in truth. We know how you serve in truth. You have come. You have come. You have come. And we agree to your presence in the upper room. Stop now. Welcome back, bro. Welcome back, brother. <laughs> nothing like a little with it. mid-sentence channeling. <laughs> I, I, I'm going to welcome you back with a funny little story of what happened as you were channeling. <laughs> um, Please do. Bring me back was, to reality jotting down a few things that I wanted to really highlight for all you amazing people listening. And so I reach up and I'm just typing on my computer with it on silence. You guys don't have to hear the keystrokes and I don't have to ruin the channel. Uh, at the same time, before this episode started, I knew it was going to be a very powerful episode and I knew I needed to light some candles. I just bought a new candle that's really tall. I have it lit right in front of my, right next to my microphone. And so as I'm typing, I'm like, Ooh, it's getting hot. I need to, I should lift my arm up just a little bit, just in case. Like, yeah, it's not like hitting me. I forget that I'm wearing a sweater, but the flame's not on me. It's not burning. Like, it's just hot. I can, I can deal with it. Like, whatever. And I'm typing and I'm typing. Zach's channeling. I'm really tuned in and hearing it. I was like, oh, this is so good. And then I'm like, oh, crap. <laughs> Something's burning. <laughs> it's the Zach. Oh, no. Oh, no. I'm on my fire. sweater's burning. I was not fire, but my clothes were <laughs> just about to be. And so, I don't know. You probably can't see it, Zach. I can see I it, ended yeah. up like having to like lick off these burn marks off my sweater so I didn't ruin it and so it didn't catch fire. And so I was spending a few minutes during the channel doing that. Dude, that's so funny. I, I had my eyes open, like slightly open for maybe 10 seconds during that whole channel. And I like slit my eyes open and you were like rubbing your elbow. And I thought you were like scratching your elbow or something. And I was like, is he not interested in this channel right now? Like what's going on? <laughs> like, I was so interested. Know, you were on fire. <laughs> Just that like is, you were. That is the, the true self subsuming you. Yeah. That's the heat of everything releasing. <laughs> <laughs> You're releasing your sweater. Oh, the yeah. upper room. I guess that's a sign. I got rid of the sweater. I like the sweater. It's nice and purple. Um, but yeah, with the Melchizedek had shared, right? This is such an important piece right now. And it's exactly the process that you and I are going through, Zach, right? Knowing things anew as we go into these, me shifting out of my Saturn turn, you shifting into yours, the whole world being in this conscious elevation, we get to know things anew. And the most important piece there for me of everything they said is what you and I have really been experiencing as choosing the present, right? We, we said this a little bit before they started channel, choose the full present, not the present that still hangs from the past. Mm -hmm. Don't let that come up or it's going to come up in your moment to moment. 
but allow yourself to not choose it, like they said. So you choose to let that go. You choose to lift that to the upper room. You choose to not let the past dictate anymore. And I leave you guys with this. We're not finishing yet, but I give you guys this question. And I think this will be very powerful for you as you guys sit in the holidays and close this year of what of the old are you still holding on to? How does that show up in your day-to-day? What beliefs are you still carrying that no longer serve you? That mm-mm-mm goodness. And after you take some time in that, allow yourself to see what new beliefs, what new feelings, what new versions of yourself are starting to come into your awareness. I think as we release the old, it's not time just yet to choose and try to dictate and say, oh, I want to be this, I want to be that, I want to be that. Give yourself some time to integrate over these next few weeks. As we finish this big, big day today, give yourself some time to integrate and let it all unfold and just bring some conscious awareness to what's starting to come up within you. Don't try to control it. Don't try to make it something to make yourself something. Just see what deep truth you are that is trying to express through you now i love that love that you bring that up man um so zach totally brain farted we paused it just to kind of laugh about that i brain farted and we were just talking about how you know it's we stepped into woke wasted and we though through those unreleased episodes we stopped trying to plan anything because spirit took over and guided it no matter what. Everything we wanted to talk about was never it. It totally got guided in direction. In the last few weeks, we've been trying to give it a little bit more direction again. And we, we had some things planned that we wanted to share today, to speak to. I was going to reflect about my process, my year, my Saturn return, share about that. And we had a couple of things jotted out. And spirit takes over and takes it to the where this podcast is supposed to go where this episode is supposed to go, where we are supposed to go in our own lives. Spirit takes over craziness. Dude, fuck yeah. <laughs> Pardon my language, but one of the things that Melchizedek says, and I, I, I guess I'm just a talking piece from Melchizedek today, <laughs> maybe for the rest of my life, um, is that in the upper room, you claim the things to you that you need for your growth, you require for your growth. And we could say that we do this in the lower octave as well, but in the lower octaves, the small self, as they say, rules a small kingdom and thinks that it knows best and thinks that it should get exactly what it wants, right? So we'll try and manufacture the life that it wants to live, that's comfortable for it, that is in alignment to all the things that it thinks that it is and that it thinks that it should be. But in the upper room, the divine self claims to it everything that it needs for its growth and requirement. And as those things are claimed to you, they come attached to the lesson you were supposed to learn and the knowing of why those things are coming into your life. It's like what we talked about in our episode on time. We see things happening in our lives as A, then B, then C, then D. But in actuality, they exist as, as a single unit of A, B, C, D. And in the upper room, that's how they're claimed to you. They're claimed to you as the whole construct, A, B, C, D. So something might happen to you in that day, whether it's getting cut off in traffic or 
running into somebody that you haven't seen in a year and you will know in the moment that you stand in, if you can allow yourself to be present, exactly what that is being claimed to you for. And you will begin to see in the same way that your field has accelerated, your lessons will accelerate as well. Um, and this can be this can be as turbulent as we allow it to be. It doesn't necessarily make things easy in the sense that we might think of it as easy, but it is actually easy when you surrender to the process of it. Yeah, it it may not be easy as you would consciously believe it to be. And I think that takes us to the word of its flow, right? You will be in flow. Your soul spirit will guide you into flow. So let go, let go, let go, let go of the old, let go of current expectations of current desires and listen to that flow. I, this morning was reflecting on my birthday, on this year, on this whole return. I have a birthday journal. I was telling Zach, I have a birthday journal that I write in every year and I'm going to give it to my children. Oh, it's going to get given to my children when I die. Um, and I ended up just writing a list of my lessons and reflections from this year. And I was planning to share some of that with you guys, but I'm actually just going to leave you guys with the very, very last one. And it's follow flow not ease. Listen to your knowing along the way. What you want to do, that's the ease. The easy path, the path that's comfortable. It may not be that. Follow the flow. There's a difference between ease and flow. Flow will have minimal resistance. You get to move with the energy instead of trying to carve against it. And that comes from listening to the truth, to yourself, to spirit, not what you would consciously want to do, not the things that our ego or small self says to do. Listen to the deep truth. Know who you are in truth. Know things anew. All right, guys. That is our great conjunction episode. That is lots of love from the Melchizedek and most importantly from me and Zach as my forearms on fire. <laughs> so guys, we give you love. We give you love. We give you love. Take time for yourself over these next few weeks. Let go. Let go, let go, and feel where you are being pulled. Feel this new deep consciousness that you hold. Feel these new versions of yourself coming into integration. We love you. Merry wokeness. Ho, ho, ho. So Neil just signed off with a, with a banger. It was just so good. We were both just staring at each other in the camera like, holy shit, he's just going like everything he's saying is so good. And like the energy was so powerful. My eyes were like drifting closed. I saw that. And I had, I had all these things I wanted to say, but I was like, this is too good. I'm, there's no way I'm interrupting him right now. Like he's on fire. On fire. But some of the things that came up, you know, he's talking about his journal. He's like, I got my birthday journal. And I was just really waiting for him to talk about and reveal to you guys the journal, the secret journal that he keeps, which is essentially just 
a bunch of <laughs> laughing is a bunch of pictures of hearts and, is. and drawings and it just says mr neil kaufman all over it <laughs> <laughs> it's a memoir of all our love and all the doodles and pictures i draw of us on it's our little a, spiritual tandem bike that's exactly what i was gonna say it's us drawn on a tandem bike with like some chiaroscuro <laughs> shading in the background it's like charcoal pen drawings except every drawing includes a bathtub and somehow yeah, like, we're on a tandem bike in a bathtub and i'm eating chocolate and zach's just skipping and doing zach things well it's like your seat is like a is like a bicycle like your seat is like a tub and like mine's like an actual bike seat it's so i'm pedaling heavy and like you've got like these little like rubber boot extensions that come out of the bottom of the tub that's <laughs> so that you don't amazing spill i don't even know what that is but that's amazing i oh i approve God. of me getting to sit back in the bathtub it's called the the bath sickle the bat sickle the bat sickle and the <laughs> second thing i wanted to say is i didn't i didn't forget the word that melchizedek was trying to make me say they were showing me in my mind's eye a clothespin on somebody's nose but they were trying to get me to say a hairpin and i was like that's not a hairpin and they're like he doesn't know the word i'm like i know the word <laughs> oh that's probably like total melchizedek melchizedek exact thing and just trying to mess with you on live like they're that's just, the way the guides go <laughs> they're just punking me they're just like yo Take this, uh, take this third eye drop, but then we're going to try and also make you say a different word. Yo, the candle that burned me is a third eye abundance candle. Is it really? It's Ajna Chakra. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> My third eye is on fire. Okay. So one of the experiences I had last night doing this whole Saturn return craziness and going through all my ceremony and ritual and meditation, blah, 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 blah. I didn't tell you this yet, Zach. I was sitting there in meditation and my third eye it wasn't even pulsing it's it people you guys know what that feeling is sometimes your third eye will crackle it'll open it'll pulse this legitimately felt like my third eye was a freaking heart pumping energy through my body through different oh, chakras like, it was the most rhythmic. crazy thing it was <laughs> rhythmic and it didn't feel like a pulse it felt like it didn't feel like third eye pulsing. It just felt like a heartbeat, but from my third eye. And I had all these like visions wow. and awarenesses of it pumping energy to different chakras and different parts of my bodies and through my field. It was the most crazy thing. And it was purely in the gland. Like I could feel it inside of my head in the very middle. And it was just this deep, like whoosh, whoo, whoo. It's the craziest freaking thing, dude. Dude, that's so wild. Oh my God. So wild. Oh, all right. Oh. <laughs> I'm having so many parts of myself geek out right now. Yeah. So all the spiritual drops, all the medical drops. Go ahead. No, that's it. That's all I got. I was just gonna leave, leave, leave the ho 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 for everyone. That's so dope. Because <laughs> I think I you mean, and I just get to talk now. So <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. Zach, you wanna leave them with some love? Man, they already know I love them. So much. That your guys' third eyes are about to go crazy and your forearms are going to be on fire like me. That's what Zach's energy does. Craziness. <laughs>